Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. All right, thanks, Deep Throat Guy. So welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, host of Affording College and founder of College Liftoff. College Liftoff is a college planning firm I started to provide solutions for anybody and everybody that's going through college planning or has college planning needs. Our mission is to secure teens' brightest future and save them and their families thousands of dollars in the process. We work with teens throughout the entire college planning process, starting with personalized one-on-one career development work. From there, we find the best schools to match our students' chosen career paths and interests, then offer support throughout the entire admissions process. Next, we work with families' budgets to find the price that makes the most sense for their kids' education, all while ensuring it's the right fit. Today, we are Ohio's premier college planning firm. I'm happy to say that, and we're shooting for the world, by the way. And we strive to save time, stress, and money when it comes to your child's higher education. So that's a little background on myself and College Liftoff and why I do this podcast. I really want to offer families some solid advice when it comes to planning for college and higher education, because there's so much misinformation out there. The purpose of this podcast is to dispel the myths and misinformation and really help families. So let's talk about college essays a bit. That's what we're going to do today. I'm, I'm sitting here again with Paige, our manager of client planning. Hey, Aaron. And Emma, our lead advisor. Hello. Uh, so we're going to talk about the essay writing process. And, of course, the question that you're probably asking, Aaron, why in the world are you talking about essay writing in May, the beginning of May? Um, because of the fact that this this whole thing is a wild card. At least it feels like it to mm-hmm. most students and most families. I mean, we have a lot of kids that do really excellently in school. We have kids that have very good GPAs or valedictorians or if not close to and ACT and SAT scores in the top 90th percentile. And the inevitable is what is the essay really saying in the end and how well is it being done? Because the truth is uh, if your essay looks like it was written from you like when you were 12 years old, all that stuff goes straight out the window. And that's years worth of work and time and effort that you put in your school and everything else and all the activities you've done. And your essay is kind of carrying your banner. And if it's, if it's off, it's wrong. If it's wrong and you spent an hour just doing it right before you need to turn in, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that today and in, in the ins and outs. So I figured let's start off with some of the things we want to avoid. Let's put it that way. Some of the downsides of when this is done wrong. What do you guys think? Um, Definitely procrastination is a thing that I see a lot with. Even I feel like some of my seniors last year that I had worked with for a while, we had been talking about the essay, really pushing them to try to get started on it. And it was something that I think you're right. They were just so scared of that. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of people that procrastination comes in is because they're like, I don't even know where to start. I'm so scared of it. I'm so scared of doing it wrong. So if I just don't do it right now, then I don't have to think about it. And that's the absolute wrong way to go about it. Um, So starting earlier, exactly. You said we're talking about this in May because the common app prompts are out. They've been published. Yeah, we got them in January. Exactly. So So that's something that you can start doing brainstorming on now so that when August 1st happens and the common app opens up, you can just plug that right in there. You're good, done, before your senior year even starts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we focus within College Liftoff um, on doing writing center work really in the summer before. Exactly. There's no reason to wait. And I mean, what we tend to see is what I don't want to what I don't want to happen is for a student to come in, be super passionate about an essay. That's just the wrong fit, Mm. the wrong fit for the prompt, the wrong fit for who they are as a person. The biggest thing, the, the biggest thing that we want to see in an essay is showing change over time. 
What did it look like before? What did I do differently? And now what is the outcome? That is a big part of what colleges want to see from you. Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you the same person that you were at 12? Because if so, they probably don't have a place for you, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you if you can show that you're making changes over time, right, or that you, you know, you've struggled with something and come out stronger on the other side of it, or if you, if there's something, one of the prompts is about, you know, something that you're super passionate about, like that, you know, you would give up any anything to do. You know, I want to know why. Why are you passionate? Don't say, yeah, I love this. Yep, I love it. Yep, I love it. (laughs) That doesn't really tell us enough about why you love it, why it keeps you from sleeping at night or uh, makes it possible for you to sit in. And one of our kids wrote this great essay about sitting in um, in a hotel room during a vacation, writing pieces of music that um, that he needed for like a spring concert. And I remember I, I in reading his work, I was sitting there with him. I totally understood why it was more fulfilling for him to sit in this hotel room and just craft this um, this piece of music mm-hmm. than it was to like be out with his family doing fun stuff. Yeah. So, and that happened. That magic that you're talking about in that essay happens from planning ahead of time and like doing yes. writing an outline, doing pre writing, and making sure that you like the direction that you're going. You feel good about it because you can't write this amazing essay in one day. And I feel like a lot of kids, and you can kind of get down on yourself as a writer a little bit too. Like, well, maybe I don't connect with this prompt as well, or I can't come up with supporting details and ideas. And that's not true. You just have to take time for ideas to simmer, right? To come up with them. It, mm-hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Yeah. You've got to like let that magic idea for a supporting detail come to you when you're laying in bed or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and see, and the problem is not everybody's a writer. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've got plenty of students that are English and writing are not their thing. Even more reason to do what you just said, because we can't allow this one thing to sink the whole ship Mm -hmm. for that particular student, whoever that may be. You've got all this, all the stuff that you've already done and you've now allowed uh, a day to kind of write this essay or a couple of the, and the, and the, again, because the parents, they don't really know fully how this thing works, but we're telling you now, the essay is just as important. Imagine if you got a resume from somebody and it was stout, and then you got a um, a, a cover letter where there were misspellings all over it. The the the, gr- the grammatical side of it was all to hell and back, and it didn't make any sense. Would you hire that person? Never. never, never. But the resume was stout, but you would never know that. That's the same thing here. We've got to be able to make sure that this really matches what the student is really going after and what they're really trying to do and what they're trying to say. And this is honestly why we've created and really enhanced, especially this year, Writing Center and what that really is going to mean for us going forward. I'm so excited about um, our work in Writing Center. So. Um, I did a lot of edi- editing last year with the essays, um, and well, and I'm still doing some editing. We still have some um, kids pumping out scholarship essays, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh, it's it's been a super busy season. And what I know from doing this editing work is how important it is for even strong writers to sit down with somebody and collaborate. So you just you know, a lot of times you have an idea in your head and it's just kind of stuck in there, and you can't quite pry it out to share it in the best way possible, you know, and you think that you've been very clear in your explanation and then you feel like you're too wordy because you've over explained something where, but I've come in and I've read it. I'm like, I think this is what you mean, but I'm not reading this on this paper. And so one of the nicest things about working in a writing center is having that collaboration, having that chance to do some real 
sit down work with somebody and really go over the parts of your essay that you feel are your weak point. Mm-hmm. One of the nice things that we'll do in writing centers, we'll sit down actually before you actually turn in a piece of writing, you'll fill out this intake form and you'll indicate how long you've worked on the essay, um, what you feel its strong points are, what you're worried about. And specifically, like, what are you most concerned about? Is it like, do you just need to brainstorm new ideas? Do Are you worried about um, the organization of the essay? Are you worried about just the nitty gritty, like punctuation, spelling, grammar, that kind of thing? Because I don't want to come in and tiptoe all over your essay when if you feel that your idea is, is where it's going. And just knowing what it is that you feel that you're struggling with really helps me help you. Yeah, so absolutely. And so in that same vein, uh, all those things go into it. Uh, we've got a cool staff that we're getting ready to bring on board with this, too. I'm so excited. I think I say that all the time, but uh, I'm so excited about our writing staff. So we are bringing in some top-notch people from the the Ohio State University, (laughs) (laughs) from both the Writing Center, and um, we have this terrific um, journal editor who's coming on board to help us with the editing that we'll do, you know, the, the... Edit. There's a lot of editing to be done, and one of the nice things that I think makes oh, makes college liftoff distinct in this market is that we will dedicate um, an editor to you. So you will have a writing center person who will help you bring one piece of writing from its earliest rough draft to its completed product. Um, and it, it, there won't be three different people taking a look and giving you different ideas and maybe sending you on different directions. You'll have one person who will very, be very streamlined and you'll be able to reach out to them and you, you can either work virtually or you can sit down with them. There are a lot of different options. But the nice thing is that they'll have a good sense of where your ideas are and what you're hoping to accomplish with this essay. And they'll be able to take you to a completed product that you're very proud of. That's a big – that's a good point because – how many times have the three of us run into issues where the, the student has put their essay through five people? Mm-hmm. Oh my Mom, the English teacher, this person, Johnny from down the street, and then us. And everybody gives their two cents, and everybody's two cents thinks that their two cents is the one that matters the most. Mm-hmm. And the students, God love them, don't know any better that that advice from Johnny down the street or from even from the parents of some side that, that – I'm not a writer. I have no mm-hmm. business telling my kids what to do, you know, in their essay. No business at all. You know, so it's 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 one of those things where it's like it. you don't want to send it through eight people. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, you barely want to send it through two. And that's the point of the writing center for us is that you can have somebody devoted that no, one is already a professional writer, mm-hmm. period. Like that's what they do. They're, they're coming from a place where they're already editing collegiate level work on a day-to-day basis. And we want our kids to have collegiate level work ready to go. That's one of the soft skills that we can provide to our kids. Mm -hmm. Right. I totally agree, Erin. And I feel like a lot of what happens to when your essay starts getting passed back and forth between a lot of people and you get a bunch of opinions is it manifests doubt in the student themselves about the direction that they're going. So they don't end up feeling confident anymore in an essay that was probably great to begin with or it was on on a good path. Yeah. And again, like the point of the essay is to show that you have – the writing skills to do collegiate level work mm-hmm. and that you can hone your thoughts and skills in that particular way. Truth is most of the people you pass it through don't have that, you know, that, that's not their background. They're not right. coming from a place where they you know, they're producing uh, work specifically for college or that level on a writing on a day-to-day basis. Again, use myself. 
I don't. <laughs> so I have a full team that does a great job of this, and I get to sit back and kind of twiddle my thumbs, and you guys tell me what to do in that, in that same way. <laughs> so like that's the, uh, But yeah, the, again, going back to like, this is a great soft skill that we make sure that our kids have along with other things like um, communication yeah. skills in general. I feel like it's something that I, I always like to think about the change that I see over time with my kids that start as sophomores or juniors to where they leave as seniors. And I'm always so impressed with their growth as a person and as a student and all like all around, um, which I feel like. It, one just has to do a lot with going from age 15 to age 17, but also it's having to sit in a room with someone one-on-one and having a conversation about their future, I think is something that th- they all kind of grow a little bit from. Yeah. Um, and interacting with adults, exactly. Interacting mm-hmm. with adults that are not their family members or teachers, and they have to actually talk back. They're not just sitting in a classroom with 20 to 25 other kids, and they cannot raise their hand if they want to, right? Yeah. I'm asking them questions. They have to be engaged. Um, and then we also do a lot of communication prep work with them for, like, I do mock interviews in my meetings with kids. We do workshops to help them prepare for how to interact with these professionals when they are going on like college visits and talking to admissions counselors or people in their department that they might want to go into and stuff like that. So I think those are really, really important soft skills too. Um, along with just research in general, cause yeah. it's innately in our process. Yeah. That's the core backbone of our process. And, and that's a skill. If you don't hone that or have it by the time you get to college, I, I don't know what you're going to do because mm-hmm. like if you don't know how to do your own basic level of research in order because you're so independent in college from an educational standpoint that if you don't have that, then you're in a, in a bad position, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that's innate in our process is that we teach our kids how to do research because that's how we actively research and look through degrees and, and, and actually study different schools and different programs. So they gain that as a skill. Those are all things that they have to have. They have to be able to create a resume. They have to know how to shake a hand. They have to know how to look up information and effectively decipher between it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is they've got to learn how to write. Yep. It doesn't matter what field you really go into. I'm joking about myself not being a great writer, but I still can if I have to. I still graduate <laughs> from college and still took my English classes at least to some degree. But this is this is a part that, honestly, we we just kind of, throw out there and don't put any credence to it. And I mean, we'll talk about ACT and SCT and parents will be terrified of that for years. And then we mention an essay and like, Oh yeah, I guess I got to write an essay. Mm-hmm. And I can't express to you enough, like how these things are on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like if, because if one is off, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it's, it, it really doesn't matter. So let's talk a bit about like how we kind of approach this and what our essay process is going to look like now going forward with the people that we're working with. Absolutely. So one of the things that uh, when we sit down with our juniors and we have our essay workshop and we talk about this is how we're going to get started and we're going to expect that you complete your um, your main Common App essay prior to August 1st uh, because then it's just out of the way. You can con- concentrate on your supplementals, you can concentrate on your scholarship essays, and you can concentrate on the work of being a senior. Um, and we're not competing against all those other things. Exactly. We'll just get this done. But one of the things when we sit down in this essay workshop and ask the students, how often do you um, self-edit and write a rough draft? And they all just kind of like sheepishly look down at their laps. So because they are not rough drafting, which is hideous. Like, I mean, think a lot of kids just feel pressed for time. You know, yeah. they're, they're like, I got it done. It's enough. So but it's not enough. It is not enough this time. Like you, you cannot rush this thing. You can, and then you probably won't go where you would like to go. You know, this yep. is going to set you apart. You are you are competing with a sea of students who all have great grades and all have great 
um, test scores and all have great resumes full of um, academic and athletic pursuits. And this is the way to distinguish yourself and make yourself look really strong or really weak, your choice. And so if you can do, if you can learn the steps of rough drafting, of doing the brainstorming, of creating an outline before you do any piece of writing, then not only will you write a great essay for your college application, but you're just going to do better writing in general. And that's really, that is my whole goal. That is why we're, we have created Writing Center because we don't want you to do rush jobs and, and run it through spell check and be like, yep, I checked it. I did it. So I want you to take the time to really think about your writing. Does it say what you want it to say? And to that end, um, we are using an essay rubric. Um, with <laughs> I just never heard that word before. Um, it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> that's our Roz, by the way. <laughs> we use it all the time. But um, but if you if you like Alex are unfamiliar or Roz um, are, <laughs> are unfamiliar with the rubric, it's just sort of your um, your guide map for what it is that you need to achieve um, with your piece of writing, and so. It's enough. For, it's great that I can sit down and look at a piece of writing that you give to me and run it through a set of like, how is the grammar? Did you use great verbs? But it's even better if I can ask you to do those things first, because overall, it will make you a stronger writer. And so the essay rubric that we have for our students is long. It's comprehensive. It won't take them very long to do, but it's the kind of it's the kind of self-editing you should just be doing. You know, it's it's good writing. It's what good writing looks like. And it's what all writers do um, to make sure that they're delivering good writing on, mm-hmm. a, you know, on the regular. And so the nice thing about this rubric is that it's not a rubric for your essay writing for your college essays. It's a it's a rubric that will help you with all of your writing. You can take this rubric into your senior classes, any writing that you're doing there, any of the writing that you're going to do in college. I am very comfortable handing this to my graduate students who are now my my seniors in college who are now applying to graduate school. So this is just going to help you make better writing happen. Excellent. Wow. And for an average person, again, kind of approaching this, it's just kind of like, well, how do I even approach this? How do I even really get started with this? So how how are we how are we going to be able to set families up to do this a little bit better? I know we're doing this with our clients, too, but it sounds like we're going to be doing this even bigger than that too going forward. We've got a lot to this process. What are some some top level things, some top level tips that we can at least go with the leave the audience with right now? One of the things when we sit down with our college liftoff students is just to be clear about what you're do have I chosen a prompt that really speaks to me? Can I answer the prompt with the writing that I've developed? It's really funny. Like one of the the very first things that we ask on the essay rubric is have I followed the requirements? And is there one prompt that my essay clearly answers? The follow-up question is, is there another prompt my essay could potentially answer? Because if that's the case, what we feel is that maybe your argument needs to be a little stronger or your supporting statements need to be stronger. Because when um, a reviewer at a college reads your essay, they should know without having it written at the top which prompt you're you're covering. So um, – And my last piece of advice for anybody who is not currently working with us is look over the prompts for the Common App essay. There's one, I think it's prompt seven. Yes. Yes, it's prompt seven. And it's like, 
If none of these six prompts fit you in any way, if you can't find anything to talk about in these six prompts that we wrote to be as general as possible to appeal to everybody in the audience, (laughs) please write about your own thing. And we are encouraging you not to do that. Never do it. Never do it. And I think (laughs) Emma does the best job of explaining why it's important not to choose the open-ended seventh prompt. Yeah. it's Well, it's really tough, I think, for... One, I feel like kids have a tendency to think, oh, I wrote this essay for my English class. I'm just going to plug and chug it and work yep. it. And it's like that. It's a recycle thing. Yeah. And that's why would you want to? Something that is so important that you're going to be showing to these admissions officers that it hangs your future in the balance. Just copy and paste and recycle something over that doesn't really actually show in, in the best possible way who you are in, as a candidate. Right. Um, and I think it's really hard in general for you to just go off of nothing and pick topic number seven because it's hard for those admissions officers to like grade you, right? They can't hold you to, did I answer X, Y, Z part of this prompt? Did I follow directions adequately? Because there's no directions for you to follow. It's just a catch all. So unless you are like the strongest writer in the world and you genuinely have a story that has in no way can answer these six prompts that they wrote to be as general as possible, like don't, don't even try to do Uh, it. I'm going to say something that's going to be super popular, but I'm going to say it anyway. Tread real lightly in that if you think you're that. Because if you think you're that good, odds are you need to take a big step back, to be honest with you. Because we've met a few kids that think that their stuff doesn't stink at all and Mm -hmm. that they are God's gift to writing since Shakespeare. And um, take a step back. Yep. You know, and, and have some real... Self-evaluation, because if you are that strong of a writer, you'll be able to write within the first six prompts without a blink of an eye. Absolutely. You know, and that should make that a lot easier for you. And, but you still have to follow the same general rules and, and steps that go along with it. You can't skip that stuff. If you think you're a prodigy, that doesn't mean you get to skip all the things that make up that particular subject or title. You don't just get to go be, right. be Bill Gates of writing. Like, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. So The flip side of that, though, is that... Your experience, like, we constantly remind our students, you do not have to cure cancer. You do not have to write the best, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to You don't have to be the t- tippity-top person in your essay. Again, we're trying to show change over time. So I don't want you to say, like, I was already a Nobel Prize winner at 14. <laughs> what does that leave you to do in college? <laughs> Seriously, I just need you to, to explain how this particular – incident, moment in time, thing that you did affected you and and what you gained from it. So I had this great student who was like, I'm supposed to talk about an adversity in one of her supplemental essays. And she's like, I am a middle class kid from the middle of Ohio. She's like, I've never lived in a refugee camp. I've never like nobody's turning off our power. Like everything in my life is fine. And, and I had to really help her. I mean, and that's one of the nice things about, again, working with an advisor or a writing center staff member to help yep. her figure out her where it. have these adversities popped up in your life. And, she, and, you know, she's a dancer who broke her foot. So I was like, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, yeah. that seems like it might have affected your your life. And she wrote a terrific essay about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I mean, I think I knew where she was going. I know where her headspace was, but I also knew that she had something really valuable to share. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think it's so important for our students to remember, we don't expect you to have gotten your Nobel Prize at 16 or 17, but we do expect you to be reflective about the life you've led. Mm-hmm. 
and be able to think about where you've you've grown and, and what you've learned from it. Absolutely. Because it is, like you said, it's a time for that reflection. It's a time to show who you are as a person and not just brag about the things that you've accomplished. It's not a rehashing of your resume. They can see that on your yes, application. They, they have a list of all the things that you've done. Yeah. So like you pick one thing to talk about, one moment to burst open and explore, some something that's going to put them right there next to you and feel like I'm at that lacrosse game or I'm breaking my foot right next to you, right? I'm not just reading a list of all of the things that make you so great. Right? One of the things you, as a student and a parent, you have to remember when you're sending your stuff into a school, they don't know your kid from Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, They're looking at the things that you sent to them as the complete identity for who this person is and what your next steps are going to be. So if your resume doesn't make sense, then it's not going to make sense to them. If, it's, if your grades are up and down, if your ACT scores are up and down, if your writing isn't clear – they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Again, they can't go back and if you're writing an essay and like, oh, they'll figure this out. They'll, they'll know what I'm trying to say. No, they won't because mm-hmm. they don't know who you are. And you're one of probably literally a thousand of those essays that this essay reviewer has read. I always say I'm like, sit down and picture the admissions person who is reading this essay going through the dredges of all of these essays, one after another after another. You want to be the essay that they pick up and they're like, Wow. This is differentiating you. This is cool. This is exciting. This is different from the thousands of other terrible essays that I've read before this. Go shoot for that, right? Make mm-hmm. make them write something that jumps off the page. Yeah. I mean, you're competing against like, oh, she had 55,000 applicants last year. Every one of them submitted an essay plus supplementals. If you can't, again, they don't know who you are in that mixture mm-hmm. of 55,000. You've got to be able to jump off the page more than everything else. And again, to your point, Paige, it doesn't matter if you're a Pulitzer Prize winning writer or if, you, if that's your strength in high school or if it's not. We can work with you to get to that point and be able to craft the right thing that you need to be really express in that essay and making sure that you're saying the right things in the right voice. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of having for us for having the writing center and having devoted people to work with you because it takes that and not to put it through shopping it through five different personalities and all this stuff. No. One person is there to going to be able to guide you through this, a rubric is set so that way you have the guidelines, you understand what's going on, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So how are, we, how are we doing this? How are we actually getting people in front of this, and how are we actually doing this work? So, you know, if you're currently a college liftoff student, um, you, um, you are encouraged, nay, commanded, <laughs> to, <laughs> to <laughs> complete your Common App essay prior to August 1st because we know that you have supplementals. And that's, I think, for people who are unfamiliar with this college process, if you have not um, applied to college anytime in the last 10 to 15 years, you might not realize how much writing there is to do um, during the college application season. And so let's just let's just knock out that really big essay early. One of the ways that we can do that is, I mean, we have some students we can say to them right now, we need you to get that done by August 1st. You're going to be a happier human if you get that completed by August 1st. And they'll, they'll come back to us in the next meeting or so, and they'll come in with a rough draft or you know a set of ideas. That's great. If you are not that person, during the summer of 2019, we are um, offering a set of writer's block essay workshops uh, where you will sit down um, over a five-day period and come in with a blank page or you know a blank computer screen because – 
Yep. Who writes on paper these days? <laughs> um, but and at the end of your five-day period, you will have a completed Common App essay. I can't think of a better way to spend, a, like, seriously, a week during the summer just to knock such a big piece of my application out. You know, you will have that done, and then we'll do some um, – we'll lay some groundwork for some of the supplementals you're going to do. But really what we're going to work on is – making your good writing better. So this is a program we're going to be doing this summer. Yeah. Summer 2019 is our first rollout. If you are already a college liftoff um, student, um, we'll let you know when you can uh, spend a week with us (laughs) (laughs) and our our new writing center staff. Um, But if you aren't currently a college liftoff client and you're interested, there will be some opportunities as well. Yes. Yeah. So you don't, this isn't something where you have to be a college liftoff client, although it it comes Straight in the program for our kids. Exactly. Okay, and we'll be able to offer something for the general public. And it's, what's it called again? Just to give the um, It's the Writer's Block, um, right. essay writing summer camps. So, I'm okay. Cute. That is really good. <laughs> um, and I imagine we'll put dates out for those pretty soon and put in some information about that. Probably we'll launch it on Facebook, I imagine. Yes. And on our website. Yes. Okay, good. So we'll make sure that all the information is out uh, probably in the next week or two for the dates that we have that works are going on. And how many are we thinking we're going to be doing? Five or six. So five um, or six different weeks over the summer? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So you'll have a few different opportunities to, to choose your times. So um, we may, we haven't quite decided, but we may offer one um, like a couple nights a week. Um, okay. Like a, just to hit those kids who either have a really heavy um, like athletic load over the summer, because some kids do. Um, or, Even more reason started earlier. Yeah. Or who need um, – so if we were to do a summer – like an evening workshop series, we'd probably do it over two weeks. So gotcha. I don't want to mislead you. So you would come in um, over two weeks and have a completed essay. But that way you can still get things done. You'll have plenty of time to work on it. And again, you can just – you can start your senior year and say, yep, it's finished. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, now I can turn my attention to the jillions of supplementals that will need to be done. I mean, not to frighten anyone, but one of my students had, well, I know when we applied to Syracuse, there were about five or six supplementals. And I know that we had seven at American um, for this student, as well mm. as the other schools that had two or three. I mean, there was such a long list. And so it was really, it was a huge relief for this student to just have her common app essay done so that we could turn our attention to all of these other pieces. Mm-hmm. So let us help you do the same thing. And so in our program, Writing Center is with you for good. So those supplementals aren't just kind of left out there in the open. So if you're a college of tough kid, if you're a college of tough client, you know, honestly, the, all these pieces are available to you and you'll have it. Mm-hmm. So again, like even when we're doing scholarship review essays going into March and April, then within the next year, you'll have somebody there reviewing all of them with you throughout the entire process of this. Yep. I have read, I've read a lot of essays this year, but I mean, some of our students have turned in now more than 30 essays. So, mm-hmm. and it's a real pleasure to, to watch their writing grow over time too. I, mm-hmm. I know that we are sending out stronger writers after working with college liftoff. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And it shows in the, in the acceptances that we've gotten in the scholarship money that we've received for our kids. It makes a difference. It really does. Absolutely. So cool. So we'll make sure to get that stuff out uh, onto our website about the writer's block essay writing workshops for the summer. Um, Anybody that's interested, obviously, please go to our website or go to Facebook and like us on Facebook and you'll see those those mentioned right there. Um, Any parting words of wisdom? There was actually another thing that I did think about um, during this is that some schools, it might not be quote unquote required to write the essay. Right. And I have some kids who are like, well, if none of the schools on my list require the essay, then why do I have to go out of my way to write it? And our answer is 
always, always do that because it, like we've talked about earlier on in this podcast too, this is an it, it's a time and an opportunity for you to talk about who you are and show them that you're more than just your test scores and your GPA and the, your resume, right? I'm sure you're super proud of those things. Or maybe even if you're you're not as proud of where your ACT score, SAT score, whatever it is might be, um, like where that's at, this is your chance to show them who you are and really create something that's going to set you apart from those 55,000 applicants at Ohio State, Um Pick something that's going to differentiate you and use that opportunity. If a school ever asks you it's optional to do an essay or anything, and your answer is, eh, I won't do it. <laughs> like, that's my answer to that. Honestly, like, if a school says it's optional, do it, mm-hmm. period, without question. That's an out for them to see if you're committed to doing the process. Amen. Yeah. That's really a trap, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I know we'll talk about dedicated interest in other podcasts, but you know, one of the one of the ways that you show a dedicated interest to the school you're applying to is a you open your emails from them so that you know if they're asking you to do something. <laughs> yeah. But two, if they ask you to do something and it's it's optional, do it, do it. It's a great way to show this school I am super committed to you. Of course, I'm going to write this essay because of course I really want to be at this particular university next year. Yeah, because if you if you don't do those extra pieces, don't expect anything from them. Honestly, yeah. like if you need. And want scholarship money if you need and want admissions or direct admission to a program, don't expect it because you haven't put forth your best effort and they're going to notice it. So, therefore, you're not going to get it back ever. I mean, it's already hard enough to do all these pieces and make sure that they're right and making sure that we're getting into and placing the right schools. Don't put yourself behind the eight ball. If if there's an option there, you do it. Right. Well, now that just segues into something else <laughs> I thought about. But honestly, if you are if you've written strong um, application essays, then when you write your scholarship essays, those are strong, too. And I think about that for a lot of my students who now are walking into their universities next year with a full ride. And it's because they had done the, the hard work of writing great essays early on. And so they knew what was expected of them. And they treated their scholarship essays and their supplemental essays. Um, with as much rigor and and as as seriously as they treated that initial Common App essay, they really put the same amount of time and attention into these scholarship essays and into these supplementals. And I think that I honestly think that's what made the huge difference for a lot of our students. Well, so. the supplementals and the scholarship essays even more so explain who you are, because mm-hmm. at that point, if you're being considered for a particular scholarship at a particular school, and then uh, they, they've already gone through the role of they know what your grades look like. They know what your GPA looks like. They already have all the pre-qualifications for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at that point. If they're asking for more information, either through an interview or through an essay or a personal ref- or a personal statement, if you don't nail that, that's it. Like, that's the whole kit and caboodle right there at that point. Again, they've already got all the other stuff. They don't need that to judge you off of. Whatever you present in front of them at that point is the thing that's going to do it. So even more reason why... You've got to do this right. You've got to do the essay writing part right, and you can't ignore it. It's not in any way a small component of this. It's actually pretty monumental. Mm-hmm. It's the forward-facing piece. It's who you are. Agreed. So, Amen. <laughs> I had never really thought about it as um, your cover letter, but it, that's the, the, just the best analogy, right? You can write a very boring, thank you, for, thank you for considering me. Yep, I'm super interested in your job. Or you can write a letter that really speaks to your passion and what you're interested in and, and who you are. And you can let people know who you are with that cover letter um, 
and then they're eager to check out your resume. And yeah. it's the same thing with writing for college. Yeah. Your, your, your resume is nothing more than your qualifications. Your cover letter, the thing you write, tells them why and where you want to be. And if you can't express it, nobody else is going to express it for you. So thank you guys for sitting in with me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. All right. Thank you, uh, listeners, for listening. And as always, uh, please send us any questions you guys have at hello at collegeliftoff.com. You can also, of course, reach us at 614-329-6633. Please, as always, follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, Just type in College Liftoff. Again, that's where we're going to be publishing any information we have on our Writer's Block College Workshop, our College Essay Writing Workshops for the summer. and also on our website as well at collegeliftoff.com. Um, please, as always, subscribe to Affording College wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, any of the any of the like. And thank you for listening, and we'll speak with you next time. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.